Went down the wrong hole. Little beer just went down <coughs> down the wrong hole. <laughs> Is that the candle? Yeah, no, 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 no. It's it's like, funny because I think your candle smells really good, but I fucking hate I, cigarettes. Yeah, it smells <laughs> your cigarette we candle. candle. It does. So I got this candle, and I thought it was really cool. Like TJ Maxx or Marshall, one of those discount stores. Like I'm gonna go and grab the coolest candle, and it was like mm, warm tobacco pipe, stale tobacco. It's like it <laughs> smells of like manliness, and so like I. It is good. It's like, I mean, when I walked in, I was like, it's like some cinnamon with a little bit of like, I don't want to say like pipe because like the people I hung around just smoked weed out of pipes. So, Is there a difference between a bowl and a pipe? Yes. Well, I I mean, so yes and no. Okay. So we have like, you've got like some people call it like, okay, so crack pipe maybe. Like I've seen people refer to crack glass pieces that you smoke crack out of as like crack pipes. Okay, but like when we were growing up, it was or when we were like say growing up, I guess. Damn, I'm old. So um, it, it would be like a bowl, like you smoke out of a bowl. But like, but I had friends who had pipes that will remain nameless here, but they would actually have like old corn cob pipes or like old like tobacco pipes, and they'd smoke weed out of those. Okay, so so the, like for it, me, that was always a pipe. But I've heard people refer to glass pieces, which I call bowls. As pipes too, they weren't smoking crack out of them, but all the crack, yeah. all the cop shows I see, they're like, "Oh, that's a crack pipe," and it's like, "That's not a pipe; that's a little glass piece." But they look different too. The crack pipes are like meth pipes, yeah, versus like weed mm. bowl pipes. So, so really, the difference is the functionality is the same, but it's the materials. Did I just incriminate myself at all? I don't think so. Yeah, no, because this was past stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Damn whatever, whatever, whatever the uh, it's my friends. Yeah, yeah. Whatever so the called. the uh, what is it? The time period that needs to go past, like that's already passed. I'm right, sure it's been many, 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 many years. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Before we started breeding and everything, and like the marriage could have been anyone. <laughs> all right, everyone, welcome to beer. Welcome and Bible. to weed and Bi- beer and Bible. <laughs> weed and word. <laughs> This is uh, Beer and Bible, um, and I am Neil, and I am our lead researcher slash chooser of candles, which uh, the reason I... Uh, I like this one. Yeah. All, all bullshit aside, I like this Okay, it's it just like, great. there's some part of it that reminded me of being a child in the mall, like back when smoking was allowed in the mall. Again, we're old. It's not going to like flame up on your computer, is it? No, like we're my good. my angle, it's real close. No, no, you're good. Okay. It's, it's all good. So... <laughs> It's the the candles near the computer, by the way, that we're recording on, <laughs> and uh, and so it smells like to me. It smelled a little bit like a, reminiscent of tobacco cigarette smell. So, <laughs> all right. Anyways, uh, when I'm not using candles, I hang out in libraries and do research. And this is Chris. I'm the resident super high functioning alcoholic, um, official Bible reader, and those only two I got. Yeah, and uh, what are you drinking tonight, Chris? Tonight, I went local. Um, Parkway Brewing Company Raven's Roost. It is a Baltic Porter. It's 7.1% and it is effing delicious. Thank you said, for... I've already said fuck <laughs> twice. I don't know why I do that. I do that at work sometimes, too, or like texting people. They'll be like, like I'll censor myself. Like I'll be like, heck and crap and stuff. And it's like, but it's just like, it just happens. Yeah, well, the dad thing might be. Like, Dad said the fuck word again. <laughs> Shut up. I'll say <laughs> All right. I've never said it in front of my son. No, I haven't. Well, okay. Okay. Yeah. I was like, I was giving him, him the look. Like, mm. 
All right, so we are in the book of Matthew, and we are in uh, chapter 5. We're working our way through the Beatitudes. I have said it in front of my daughter, though. Oh, okay. Because she can't speak yet. Okay. She's too young. Yeah. Make She's sure eight months old. Make sure it's really subliminal. He's not talking about Matthew 5, though, when he says that he's, <laughs> he's, he's not been quoting the Bible around her. Um, How do you know, asshole? I haven't. Okay. I know. I haven't. You, yeah, you know me too well. Fuck you, Neil. <laughs> F you, Neil. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll start, though. I'll, I'll start quoting the Bible. Yeah, all right. Okay. Go to, speaking of quoting the Bible, grab the Bible. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. We're in, we are in Matthew chapter 5, and we're going through what's the, the Beatitudes. <laughs> this is where you, if you've the ever heard. Where's the damn bar Bible? <laughs> all right. And I'm back. <laughs> where uh, are we at? Where are we at? Here? We're in Matthew chapter 5. We're still in Matthew. Yeah, we're gonna. How be long the, is this book? The entire sixty-six six, books. Yeah, it's. Is there sixty? It's gonna take us six hundred sixty-six episodes. I, I knew you were gonna go say that. This. <laughs> you said. All right, so we're uh, we're working our way through the book of Matthew, and we're in this section called the Beatitudes. Now, what's interesting for our author Matthew is he is writing his biography. What of, chapter is this? Uh, chapter five. Okay. He is writing his biography about Jesus, and up until the Sermon on the Mount, which is where you get all the um, you have heard it said, eye for an eye, tooth for tooth, but I say to you, uh, forgive your neighbor, blah, 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 that kind of stuff. Um, Matthew has been telling us the story of Jesus, and you can listen to our earlier podcasts, and then it's not until Matthew chapter 5 that we actually get the first words of Jesus talking. Hmm. And he's going to open up, and he's going through these these beatitudes, and he's describing these things. I think a good way of looking at this is he's describing what the citizens of the kingdom of heaven look like. Uh, earlier, we talked about Matthew's theme of the kingdom of heaven, which is this idea of everything that God wants or desires, uh, his will being enacted. Uh, it's what the first five books of the Bible, the the, the Pentateuch, um, the Torah, or the uh, when you get to the Leviticus section where it says, do these things, don't do these things. That's the kingdom of heaven. When you have the prophets, and that's the big section of the middle part of the Bible, uh, that when they're saying, hey, Israel, stop screwing up, do this instead, the do this instead is the kingdom of heaven. So now we have the description of the kingdom of heaven coming through, and that's this, uh, th- this is according to Jesus and the, or the Matthean version of Jesus as he's writing these things down. It's like big castles, dragons. Yeah. No castles, no dragons. This is about how to live out uh, what God's expectations were. Yeah. Um, so... We're getting into that, and so we're in the Beatitudes, and we are describing what the citizens of the kingdom of heaven are like, and we are going to be picking up in verse 5. All right. Uh, Just that one, that's it. One verse. Got it, got it, got it. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Yeah, that's that's it. That's all we got. <laughs> so we're trying to figure out what in the world like blessed are these people. Um, blessed could also mean happy. So we're not sure if this is something where we're telling you to become meek, or if this is just the people that are meek. It happens to be that they're blessed. Uh, either way, it's it's a good thing. Um, it's also a little bit strange. Uh, this idea of of meek. It's actually uh, not about being overly impressed by one's own importance. It's not about being full of yourself. So in... Kind of like humble? Yeah, but uh, a lot of times in American society, we think of it as, woe is me, I'm a terrible human being. I'm the most awful of awful people. 
where uh, that doesn't quite make sense, because if you think about Jesus, who's supposed to be humble and meek, he literally thought he was the son of God. Like, <laughs> and telling everybody. Yeah, yeah. he's like, who who died and, and who died and made you king? Uh, I did. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to. I'm go- yeah. So he's... Don't uh, think I'll do it? I'll fucking do it. Yeah. So how in the world can you be believe in yourself and be like, I am the I am the most God I'm the I am God on earth, God's gift to all humanity, and still be considered humble and meek. And that's I think that's because of our Western idea of what that word could I would mean. Think of like the rock, like mm-hmm. Dwayne Johnson. Well, every time if you follow him on like social media, he's very like humble in the things he posts. But you can tell like he knows he's the shit. Yeah. Like he knows he's like a badass dude. I, I think one way to look at humility and meekness um, is how you treat other people. Ah. It's not about what you think of yourself. It's what you think and and how you act towards others. So you can kind of get that idea. And uh, maybe what he's saying, because he's saying blessed are the meek and those who, who do that. Um, there's also the idea that uh, this is the same way you talk about um, a uh, something being gentle, like a yoke being placed on an animal being gentle. Um, it it may have a sense of powerlessness. We're not really sure. Uh, this word was also used to describe uh, a bridle on a uh, on a horse. So the strong, like that you Think are you put in its mouth. Yeah, yeah. So you are strong, but you are held back. Hmm. Um, or it could be that you are are those. Maybe what he's referring to is actually the people, the Isra- Israelite people, being restrained by their oppressors, being Rome. Blessed are you people. I know you're oppressed. I know that you are a people that, that are strong and mighty, but Rome is taking you over, and you are being made meek. Mm. You are blessed, and good things are, are for you. So that's, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's one take in, in that it's, it, this is about personal importance and, like, and seeking, um, you know, not seeking your own desires, your own peace and everything else over the, over the desires of other people. Um, and then there's this whole phrase about of the earth, like they, they will inherit the earth. Earth, um, like you're gonna rule. Yeah, and we get this idea, but but that word uh, earth, the the Greek word is ye, tege or ye, ye. It's uh all right. So, How's that spelled? All right, take the uh, make that g sound like a g, <laughs> g, and now I now make it a fricative, so g, g, ye, 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 yes. Yeah, yay. Yay. There you go. Now, have you ever been like, all right, I see the sign. It says a gyro on it. It says gyro, but they keep saying gyro. They keep saying hero. You're like, what in the world? It's because that's the sound. Gyro. Gyro. Yeah. You're welcome, all you linguistic nerds that are listening to this podcast. We were just talking about that at work the other day because we were talking about how how good they are and how um, there's a couple spots in town like, Zorba's and Abacababra that have like really good gyros. Yeah. And one of the guys was like, I think it's called gyro. And I was like, no, I think it's gyro. I was like, gyro would make sense because the thing spins around with the meat on it. But then I was thinking on the other side, I was like, maybe I'm just Americanizing this whole thing. Like I'm making it make sense in my mind because I want it to be this word. Yeah. Which is what we do. I'm guessing it's spelled gamma, upsilon, rho, Omicron is my guess in Greek, so it's gyro. So that's that guts. Okay. Are you a witch? No, what? That was witch stuff just now. All right. Anyways, <laughs> speaking Latin. No, it was Greek. <laughs> ah. All right. 
burn him. <laughs> I'm the worst Harry Potter fanboy ever. I'm not a Harry Potter fanboy. I'm okay with it. I'm not pro. I'm not anti Harry Potter. Anyways, <laughs> so we're when it talks about this idea of and this this word yay could actually mean uh, the land. So you have a lot of recording and, and talking about um, how the Israelites will inherit, like God is going to let them inherit and give them the land of Israel. Mm-hmm. So when they're hearing this, they're not thinking, I, I'm highly suspect with Matthew being as, as Jewish as he is and writing to the Jewish culture that Jewish people hearing over and over again, you will inherit the land, you will inherit the land, would think, oh, he's talking about inheriting the entire world. It's probably in reference to that, which is also interesting if you think about that whole idea of um, if you believe that the word for uh, meekness is referring to people who are oppressed and they've been forced to be meek. Yeah. Blessed are you who are meek, who have been oppressed, for you will inherit the land mm. that you've been promised. And that should uh, remind them of stories of, of coming out of Egypt or other stories from their past uh, that are deep, have deep cultural roots. Um, and you'll hear this. There's a lot of talk about land. Uh, Psalm 37:11 is probably one of the biggest ones. If you want to go and Google that and check that out, where you'll you'll see this. Um, and it, it, it's a pretty laughable idea. Like you should be conquering, but you're not, and you're going to inherit the earth. Like you mean to tell me the people over there who can't get their crap together, like the the ones that are con- under con- control and under our <laughs> domain, are going to inherit the land? Like, mm, nope. Yeah, not happening. So that sounds absolutely crazy. That's crazy talk, Jesus. Crazy talk. He was good for that. Yeah. So, uh, and then we're going to continue on to verse six. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I had to set my beer down. Yeah. I'm just enjoying the smell of this candle. Uh-huh, the, the, the cigarette candle. Tobacco. Um, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Okay. So the this is like this idea of the soul is the longing for something. Like <laughs> thirsty. Thirsty. <laughs> the thirst. <laughs> the thirst is strong with the soul. So the the, the soul is longing for uh for righteousness. Um comparing it to a physical need when you get this idea of hunger and thirst, um, it's this habitual need. It's this active seeking. It doesn't like it doesn't give this idea that like it will stop. Like you will even if you eat more you'll still hunger again later on. Right. And you'll get water, you'll still thirst later on. So it's this continuous idea that you're always needing these things. Like, this is who you are as an individual, that these are the things that you want. Even if you have it, you still want more later on. Mm. So it's kind of a kind of cool idea to uh, think about that. Um, I will, you know, I think I'm going to uh, put it into the show notes. So check out uh, com when we get the blog up, when we get our crap together. Um, <laughs> you will you will see this along with a bunch of other blog stuff. So if you're catching up, you'll be like, what you're catching up and uh, you've, you're now following us. You will find out more about the blog stuff. And I will write about this hunger and thirst and where this comes from the old Testament or the Hebrew Bible or the Tanakh uh, a lot. Again, we, we said this earlier, Matthew is very much about trying to get uh, reach out to this Jewish audience. So when he's saying things and writing these things down, um, he's definitely going to want to be uh, reminding them of things from their own scripture and their own perspective and their own culture to go, oh, yeah, yeah, we know this phrase, or we, we, we're familiar with it. Bringing it back up and name dropping. It's like, remember this? Remember this? Yep. So, you know, the more we talk about it, it seems more and more like 
Matthew just plagiarized all of his story. <laughs> like, I just went to the Bible and just opened it up and started writing it all down. Like, is this your own work? <laughs> Literally, Matthew? I only had to write 5% of this. The rest of it was just like callbacks. Yep. It's like, it's like people who speak in movie quotes. You just sit there and you just like back and forth in movie quotes. Yeah. That's what I, that, that's how I imagine Matthew's writing this thing. I had friends like that at one point. Uh, people so, I knew. People you knew? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so righteousness again. Righteousness is uh, Jesus' death was going to give people. So some people are like, okay, well, what does it mean that they will be filled by righteousness? There is this idea in Christianity called imputed righteousness. Imputed. Yes, I'm giving you a large theological term, and this is just so you can understand some of these ideas of uh, of Christianity. So in Matthew, in the book of Matthew, it talks about righteousness. For the most part, in Matthew, he refers to somebody acting righteous. Joseph is a righteous dude. Righteous. Um, but it means that he is living according to the Matthew Matthewian version of the kingdom of heaven or the Matthewian version of how the Torah should be lived out, the do's and don'ts of the Jewish belief system. Mm-hmm. Um, so they there's that idea, but then some people in, in Christianity, there's this idea that when Jesus was died and crucified, he lived such a good life that all of his righteousness that makes him good is then passed on to anyone that believes in Jesus. Uh, any of these the Christians that follow after Jesus then uh, receive the full worth of his righteousness. Hmm. Basically, um, he got 100 on the test, and then you go... I'm with that guy, and the teacher goes, okay, I'm going to give you 100 on the test, too. So a little bit of that Jesus was a socialist thing. Yes, yes. <laughs> but he didn't, like, spread out. Like, his didn't all, like, he didn't spread it out, and everyone's, like, got 50s now. Like, he, everyone got 100. Oh, they all, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, th- so maybe that's what it means. That's one of the uh, speculations of those who are hunger and thirst for righteousness. That is that they were wanting righteousness for themselves, and now they're going to be given righteousness from Jesus. Like, he, he will get them, and that's all that we filled. <laughs> Um, other people think that the righteousness is like, okay, it really sucks that that person over there who's like killed a bunch of people is going to live off and go go free or um, Larry Nesser or whatever. You know, like people, terrible people that we generally don't like. Nasser? Nesser? Uh, the guy who like abused a bunch of, yeah, gymnasts. Oh, no, I don't know about that. All right. So then it's, yeah, I don't know why you're looking terrib- at me. If he, didn't, right. if he doesn't have Sorry. a body count, I didn't even, I haven't even read the story. So, well, this, this, I don't know. Body, <laughs> body count could count for this. No, uh, dead bodies. Dead okay. Bodies. Yeah, He's got to no, be he, burying them under the floor. He's got to run out of space and start putting them in the river. Yeah. He was the, uh, he was the doctor for the gymnast, the U.S. gymnast team. Okay. And yeah. yeah that, abused yeah, 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 a bunch yeah. of girls for years. You're ringing a and, bell now. Yeah. And they, and so we look at someone like that and, you know, do we sit there and say, if we don't, if we believe in a God, I'm sorry, there's going to be a little bit more theological questioning here, but if you got believe in a God that is all good and loving and he's like, you know, super cool and he's like, I forgive you, you, and you, and you go, and you go, what about this guy? And like, what do you do in those situations? Now, there are some people that are very much like, no, God forgives that guy as well. They're like, what's the limit of people we abuse and you still yeah. get into heaven? Uh, 23 wrong it's zero fuck you you're going to hell and there is that idea it's like well what do you do about somebody that doesn't change their minds or do you believe in a just god and and there has um i've listened to people talk about this before is um in order for your god to be good does he need to be just in, in other words will there be punishment so coming back to these people that are oppressed and they are hoping for a just god that will 
basically punish their oppressors. Yeah. So, um, so about these Romans. Yeah. So and, and it makes it makes sense. Now, again, I'm this podcast is not about determining what God's body count limit is. No, you will you will get no the, like religious direction or life life coaching from us. No, so you need to go fucking somewhere else for that. I'm I'm just here to we're just throwing throwing out some ideas. We're not here to convert. We're just here to confuse. Yes, and so this hopefully in this all this confusion is this this question about. Okay, what does it mean to be filled with righteousness? One of them is at the end of time, God will take bad people, whoever you might think is bad, and cast them into the lake of fire. And I can't figure out who, how that works out and whether that does or doesn't happen. Manson technically never killed anybody. Loophole. He, just, he stabbed one guy, but that guy didn't even die. So, yeah. He's a big com- fat guy. Yeah, complete loop. That happened in Judges, in the book of Judges. Charles Manson stabbed somebody who well, didn't die? Well, a guy named, I think his name was Ehud, but close enough. <laughs> anyway, he stabbed a guy, and he was fat, and he couldn't, yeah. Like, he he nearly didn't kill the guy. Did he quite so nick any organs? Yeah, he was like, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, book of Judges, check it out. <laughs> All right, everyone. So I'm going to continue, and then this other idea is that the right uh, conduct with God, uh, this is the right conduct with God, like, Righteousness is what God requires, and you're going to f- be filled, and you are going to like do the right thing, and you're going to live it out the way that you're God's supposed gonna to. Fill you up, and you're just going to be the happiest. Yeah, you've like, ever been. I'm just so going to fill you to the brim. Yeah, I'm, I think we've talked about this before. I myself have not I've never been like I, you've never I, been filled up. I've never been like, man, you know what's so great is when I do this thing that I don't want to do for Jesus. Like, I'd rather do my own life, but whatever. <laughs> Jesus doesn't want me to do that. He wants me to do it his way. Um, fine. Uh, so some people think that like the righteousness, what, what they want is lessons and teaching on what righteousness is. Like, if only we knew what righteousness was. And then Jesus is like, I'm about to tell you. So get ready and open <laughs> yeah, your mind. Listen up, dumbass. I'm about to clear that shit up for you real quick. Yeah, and, th- and this is, uh, when I said earlier, this is the opening first lines of Jesus, according to Matthew. This is also part of the giant introduction into his big section of teaching. So this is the f- these are the first words that Jesus is t- telling them. And if he's going to sit there and say, all right, here's how to, like, here's what the kingdom of heaven looks like. Here's what people look like in the kingdom of heaven. He's got to explain to them what it is. So is this before, uh, like, so we did one of the last episodes. We did some of his like like parables and stories, right? Or no, we haven't done that yet. No, that's I'm getting confused with like our real life Bible Bible that we've done in the past. Yeah, but you're heading in the right direction. So like, because he tries it, he tries spelling it out, and he's like, "Well, now I'm going to tell you some stories." And it's like now I'm just going to hold the sides of your head. And I'm going to shake you until you understand what the fuck I'm trying to tell you and communicate to you right now. <laughs> like you ignorant fucks. Exactly, and that's the, that could be the idea of what Matthew's saying. He says you're going to be filled with with righteousness. Is like you're still not getting it, you moron. <laughs> you dumb. You're so dumb. Um, all right. So uh, this might be like something that happens, uh, or there's a question of like you are going to be filled with righteousness. Is this something that just happens, or like a state of being, or is it something given? And there's a question about like, am I going to receive this being filled? Um, uh, or is it just like you are blessed and you are filled with righteousness because you you because you hunger and thirst you have it like what in the world I don't know. It's, I can just see him talking to these people and he's like, people keep raising heads like you know you got the one like the one class clown it's like hey Jesus is there gonna be a test on this he just does the Thanos shit and snaps his finger and the fucking half of them just turn to dust. He's like y'all knew that shit happened in the Old Testament you didn't think I'd fuck with y'all again. <laughs> 
Like, who's listening now? And they're like, we don't understand, but you have our full attention. <laughs> we don't know what the fuck's going on. Um. Yep. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. So, yeah, we're really not sure exactly what that all means. Uh, like anything else in the Bible, how do we really know? We don't. We just we're working with what we got here. Yeah. We're doing um, the best we can. Yeah. And this is we got uh, these guys locked in the dungeon like Joey, and they're translating. Mm-hmm. You people need to respect that. And then get us. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we locked Joey away and you're stuck with us. Yeah. So been living in your closet for how long now? <laughs> Ever since that one podcast? Yep. Yeah. Uh, you're going to write us a Bible or you're going to write the way we want it. Now, there are people who have done that. <laughs> um, we'll talk about Thomas old Jefferson Jimmy. and old Jimmy later old on. Old Jimmy. Uh, but yeah, so you know, what does it mean by they will be satisfied? Some people think that it's just a satisfaction from obeying, like for obeying God, like, <laughs> like a domination type thing, the like, dom thing. Oh, like oh, oh like kind of a <laughs> weird sexual pleasure from being. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, no, 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 no. now I got like Jesus in leather in my head. Stop! Just stop. <laughs> just Let's... Black leather Jesus. Gosh, it's gonna be really weird when you're like, uh, Daddy. I mean, Lord. <laughs> Father, uh, it's gonna be really <laughs> weird. You will listen to me, and you will be filled with righteousness. <laughs> Can I have another? <laughs> no, get back in the closet. All right, all right. Moving away from <laughs> moving uh, right <laughs> the fuck along. Moving away from holy BDSM Bible study discipleship meeting. Bible disciple study ship meeting. meeting. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway. All right. So uh, moving on to uh, five, seven. Oh, I got to read again. Yeah. Yeah. One more verse, buddy. Blessed are the merciful for they will show they will be shown mercy for uh, like drunk eyes thought it said for they will be shown no mercy. (laughs) But they will be shown mercy. No mercy. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. (laughs) Um, I'm not sure will where my, be shown mercy. Yes. Not sure where my growl came from. No. Yeah. That's a Batman. Thing. Um, so this, uh, there's one guy, he's a historian, Mark Moore, who actually thinks this is a break. So the, all the other ones are referring to the ways we treat God. And now this point, the Beatitudes, there's a split. And it's like, all right, now we're gonna talk about how you treat man. Like you're humble in spirit towards God. You're poor in spirit towards God. And then blessed are those who show mercy towards others. So it becomes less God-focused and more others-focused. So he thinks, it, and you see that uh, in the Ten Commandments, where you will see the first half is don't take the Lord's name in vain, don't do this, don't do this, and then it's uh, you'll keep the Sabbath, and then it splits off, and it's like, okay, don't commit adultery, don't do these, and it starts becoming more about how you treat other people. Mm. Um, so some, so more thinks that there's a, a split there. Um and uh, the word for, and, and the way that Luke uses the word, he uses mercy. He talks about rahum, which is to love or have mercy or show compassion, which actually comes from uh, the idea of a mother having a child uh, and, and like showing compassion and mercy and love towards that child. Um, this, uh, this idea of having mercy doesn't mean righteousness is l- neglected because you could sit there and say, okay, like show mercy and forgive everybody. Well, this person just did something terrible to me. Well, uh, just let him, let him go. Like, it doesn't necessarily mean that. Right. Um, they do still want to keep that. Um, so then here's, I don't know, here's where I really want to like talk about the word mercy. Mercy is one of my most favorite words in the uh, Old Testament. And the reason is because uh, it, the word in the Old Testament is chesed. And chesed is generally seen, if you read throughout, it's like mercy. Oh, be merciful. I've heard other people translate it as covenant faithfulness. 
But there is this one fun chapter in Leviticus when it's talking about who you can and can't sleep with. And it's like, okay, don't huh. sleep with your uncle. Well, actually, the uncle thing's okay. You can't sleep oh. with your aunt. No, like, this sounds so... I've been okay. I've been. Spending... We, you got to do some Leviticus at some point. All right, for the love of God. Yeah, there's. The, I was reading some. There's some stuff in the Dead Sea Scrolls where they allow Uncle. Uh, anyways, <laughs> Uncle niece things is okay. Oh, oh it, so, no, no, no. Uh, oh, oh, no. We no. were getting into like Catholic stuff here for a minute. Oh, like uh, Uncle Uncle nephew. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. That, that's uh, <laughs> that. That's not allowed in the Old Testament. Um. Anyways, so where I'm going with this whole thing is there's this word Chesed, which means uh, mercy, loving kindness, covenant faithfulness, all the like really cool church words to use to make it sound nice. Yeah, yeah. But then you get to this part where, I'm, again, I'm talking about the whole don't sleep with this person, can't sleep with this person. It's like brother and sister should not sleep together for it is chesed. Like, that's mercy? That's covenant faithfulness? Like, wait, wait, hold on. So most of your English Bibles will translate it as forbidden. But f- hold on. So the rest of the entire Old Testament, it's translated as mercy. But then this one time is going to be forbidden. Like, uh, there's one point where it says, uh, where it's like, go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. That's a Jesus quote. Yeah. And it's like, I don't really want to love my sister that way, but that's what you're telling me. But it's the same word. So here is the translation that I like of of that word chesed, is that it's um, love without boundaries. Ah. So that means, all right, so you and I are in agreement. And I break that agreement, Chris. Like, okay, um, I don't know. What, what We got some. I don't have anything off the top of my All head, right. but I'm sure there's a lot um, of that scenario. Okay, okay. So <laughs> I'm I'm going to go mow your lawn. I don't want to mow your lawn, but I'm going to go mow your lawn. You're going to pay me 20 bucks, which I'm not going to mow your lawn for 20 bucks. <laughs> no. But Okay, so you're going to pay me $20, and we come up with this agreement. First week goes fine. Second week goes fine. Third week, I don't show up. And our per our agreement, you should not pay. It sounds me. like me mowing your lawn. Yeah, that would be like my sequence is like first time I show up, second time I show up, third time I'm a little late, fourth time never seen again. All right, everyone who's listening, we're gonna switch <laughs> it. So Chris, all right, so let's uh, we're gonna switch it around. I'm, he's mowing my lawn. He doesn't show up the fourth time, and I still pay him twenty dollars. Hmm. Okay. Like that is merciful, but it's also the boundaries of our agreement, our covenant, our, our agreement was. You are going to show up, and you are going to mow my lawn. You have not kept up your end of the bargain. So, but you kept yours up, right? So, but our boundaries would be: you screwed up. I'm not paying you. But for me to go beyond to quote unquote the way I use it is love beyond boundaries Mm. is to go ahead and despite our agreement and despite that you failed at it, I am extending that love or that that my agreement, my part to you, and still paying you despite you not doing it. So that's the same thing with brother and sister is that you are loving like that's a love without boundaries. You're not supposed to do that, yeah. that brothers and sisters should have boundaries. Um, there's another one. Uh, and I'm trying to think of other examples of this. Um, yeah, go go in and learn why I say that I desire mercy, not sacrifice. So in the Jewish sacrificial system, you would go through and you would uh, you mess something up or you needed to go and And if you wanted to have a very proper uh, love or respect for God, you would do a fellowship offering, which is not something that you do because you sin, but because you want to be closer to God. You yeah. want to be fel- fellowshipping with God, uh, or you would do a thankful thankfulness offering and these things. But when God's saying, 
I desire uh, mercy. I desire love without boundaries more than these sacrifices. Like, it doesn't say don't do the sacrifices. It does, like that's not that's not the focus. But the idea is this. Uh, and through my translation is there's just this immense relationship that doesn't need boundaries and things like that. Wow. So I feel like I've said the same thing for five minutes, but hopefully it's <laughs> it makes getting, sense. Like, it makes sense to me. And I've been drinking and apparently smoking tonight. <laughs> so I got it. So yeah, that's uh so blessed are those who have uh, shown mercy because then they will be shown mercy. So receiving that, uh, giving that out to other people and also receiving that, that love without boundaries, that just generous spirit and feelings. I don't know. I meet people that are really awesome people and you're just like, that dude's awesome. I love hanging out with them. They make me feel good. I want to help them out. Like that sounds really dirty. That's not what I meant. <laughs> We're not still talking about Hesed, are we? Yeah. That's just what I meant. Like, the, <laughs> the, yeah, the, the idea is that, man, I, I really like this person. They like me. And like, we are hanging out like generous people. Yeah. They just bring good energy. That's a weird way of putting it, but I like I'm it. Go with no, it. No, 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 no. That makes sense. So, um, you know, you're shown mercy and, and same thing. You, you, uh, whether, I don't know whether God shows us that mercy or if that means that we're going to be shown mercy from, um, other people, uh, individuals, but that's it. So, Thanks for joining us on this wild ride. The Beatitudes. Is that what it was yes. called? Yes. Beatitudes. Just like, this is the shit you got to do. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> He's also like vague with it. Yes. I would be one of those idiots in the crowd. Like, what in the world are you talking about, Jesus? Yeah, I'd be like, uh. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks again. <laughs> Thanks again. See you next time. Peace.